Lukuta Sikhas Khalik Yutes Parsha Devarim Sikha Dalit. Ifam Pasak Hashemalakhim Yesra Alechem Kachem Elopamin Barakasm Shadibalachem. On the Pasik that says, Hashem Mayshrabina speaking to the Eden it says Hashem shall increase you by a thousandfold of what you are today, and he shall bless you as he said to you that he and bless you in the way that he said to you. the the says, Yisrael, the Yidin said to Moshe, Rabbeinu Moshe, Moshe our master, Hashem did not put a limit on our brachas, where you put a limit on it by saying a thousand times. Because Hashem said that, you know, uh, unlimited, uncountable. So Meshav Benu said to them, That which I blessed you about a thousand times over, that is of my own. And Hashem comes, He will give you a blessing as He spoke to you. A bracha that has no limit at all. Is you do with the kasha in them, so it's well known the question about this. Since Hashem gave them a bracha which has no limit to it, so then what does Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha add? Yosef which is only a thousand times as much. His blessing of a thousand times is of course included and uh, and insignificant in comparison to the infinite bracha of Hashem. From a, you can make a kalvachaymer. If the Gemara says that included in a two hundred is a hundred, so of course included is in infinite is certainly included a thousand. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu add by giving them another bracha over what Hashem gave them? Mefarshim inference. So the commentaries answer as the uftu from Birchus Moshe is in them. That Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, what he was uh, accomplishing through his bracha is that Hashem's bracha is only applicable when the Yidin keep Torah mitzvahs. Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha was not dependent on any condition. Even if they don't keep the Torah mitzvahs, they'll still be increased by a thousand. And this is and this is in accordance with what the Gemara says on the Pasuk, Vahoya Misra B'nei Yisrael, Asher lo yomad v'loi yisafer, the number of the Yidin will be such that it cannot be measured and not be counted. So the Gemara asks, there's a contradiction here. It says there is a number, and then it says cannot be counted. So it's contradictory in the same Pasuk. And the Gemara answers, Kam bizman shi Yisrael oisim retenishol makim, this is the pasuk that says there will not be a, a number; it will not be able to be measured. Is talking when the yidden are doing Hashem's will. And Khan, the other one where it says that it will be limited, numbered, is bizman she'ein oisim retzenishul makom, is when they are not doing the will of Hashem. Thus, haste, in other words, as the abracha mispar, that a blessing that has a limit, uh, uh, the limit is it has a number. That is there even when they're not doing the will of Hashem. But 
but the blessing of Hashem Himself, which is completely unlimited, as the Pasuk says, cannot be counted, only applies when the Yidn are doing the will of Hashem. So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha was unconditional, and Hashem's bracha is conditional. Or another answer that they give is, Birchas Meishe is bismanazet. The bracha of Meishe Rabbeinu applies even in our day and age. When Birchas Hakadosh Baruch Hu b'tzayin la'asid lavi, the bracha of Hashem, infinite, unlimited, is only when Mashiach comes. Vazdas is behesem midem v'shteitem medrash, and that accords with what it says in the medrash. As ba'il mazay yeshla mispar, that in this world there is a number to the amount of yidin there are. Avol la'asid lavi, but in the time of the future, bnei Yisrael kechay la'yam, the yidin will be like the the sand on the beach, Asher Loyamad Valoyisafer that cannot be measured, that cannot be counted. But from the way the Medrash says it here, the Parshasenu and our Pashis Mashma it seems that the Chilik Swish and Ditzve Brachas Bashtait Blois in them. From the Medrash here it seems that the difference between the two brachas of Moshe and Hashem is only in the fact Moshe Rabbeinu said, This is my bracha and that is Hashem's bracha. But both of them will take place at the same time. He didn't say to them, My bracha is now. Hashem's bracha will be in the future. He didn't say that. He says, This is mine, and that's Hashem. So, in other words, that they both apply now. That, in other words, that even when Hashem's bracha of unlimited nature is in, applies, is Faran Arat, Faran Uftu, from Birchus Moshe, Sheshla Kitzva. There still is room for Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, which does have a limit. Because he's not saying that they're two separate times. Even at the same time, both brachas are important. So then the question comes back what is the importance of Moshe? Of Moshe's bracha? Nochmer, even more so. Azoi is Mukhrach from Stimus Pirush Rashi Da. This seems to be the way Rashi is going in this uh, Rashi. He simply quotes the Medish without elaborating at all. And from the fact that he quotes this in his Rashi, it seems that this is also Pshudashal Mikra. He takes this as the simple understanding of the Psukim as well. So Rashi also seems to be implying that we're talking about the same time. That the two brachas apply at the same time, and thus is Eich Masimit Mshudosh Mikra, and this also fits with the simple understanding of the pasuk, Bahaya Misper Bnei Yisrael, and the number of the Bnei Yisrael will be Ashaloi Yomer Velo Yisafer that will not be able to be counted or measured. Because the pshat is, the meaning of that pasuk is as a sretzich Da Nishveg Bazunder Zmanim. We're not talking about two separate times. Not as Vedzaim Misper Bnei Yisrael in the Mzelman Zmanim Vedzaim Akoyim. It seems from the Pasuk also, if you read the Pasuk, that the Pasuk is not talking about two separate times. The Pasuk is talking that the number of Bnei Yisrael will be such a number which cannot be measured and not be counted. In other words, it's happening at the same time. That's how you identify the number. Not as the Mepharshim answer that we're talking about two separate times. Beis. al in a similar way to this issue, as the bracha mukbelus from the Meishu Rabbeinu Vetnish bottle gabe birchas hakadosh baruch that the bracha that Meishu Rabbeinu gave, although it's limited, is not 
uh, is not lost in the bracha of Hashem and therefore becomes meaningless. So, so we find the same thing in the bracha of Hashem Yosef Aleichem Gufa. In the in the bracha that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem, the God of the Fathers, should add upon you a thousand times. So in that in itself, lately the Medish touched this up, the way the Medish interprets it, that Yosef Aleichem Kachem that he said Hashem should add upon you as much as you are a thousand times why did he why did he, verb, why did he articulate it as Hashem should add why did he use the term add upon you why didn't he just say he should bless you um, as an addition the reason is that when Hashem adds to a bracha the addition that he gives is more than the the principal bracha. When he adds, when Hashem adds, the, the addition is even more than the principal. When brings of them kamadugmas, and he brings a number of examples of how we see that Hashem's addition is even greater than the principal bracha. is So we have to ask about this. Since the addition that Hashem gives is even more than the principle, why does the Torah call it? And the Torah is, when the Torah uses a term, it means it's a, an accurate term. So why does he call it Iker, which means not only the principle, but also the main bracha? So if Hashem's bracha is so much greater than the main bracha, why does he still refer to the original bracha as the main bracha? Lagaba the is a comparison to the addition that Hashem gave. It would seem that since the, the original bracha is less than what Hashem added, then the original bracha becomes secondary to the addition that Hashem gave. Why does the Torah still refer to it as Iker? Is the phone Gufa Deyachacha? So from this in itself we already see as Chach Teisvasesh Lagosvaruch is the same in the Iker that even though Hashem's addition is more than the original bracha, Vertobe the Fridik in his bottle, the original bracha, the Iker bracha, the original bracha is not lost. In fact, it's even called Iker. And still remains and is called the main bracha, even though it's less than the original bracha, the addition that Hashem gave. And so we see in that pasuk itself, as the Medrash explains it, we see the same idea as Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, which is only a thousand times, and Hashem comes to you add an original, uh, a greater, infinite bracha. Still. Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha remains important. We see a similar idea. But we still have to understand why that is. Gimel. So we'll understand this by first explaining a little more about what uh, we mentioned before the Maimah Chazal, the statement of our sages as Khan that here when we talk about where it's an infinite bracha that cannot be counted is talking that's when the Yidin are doing the will of Hashem and Khan, the other part of the Pasuk which is called Mispar where he calls it a number which means a limited number bracha that's when they're not doing the will of Hashem 
So we have to understand a little more about this. Abracha b'chlau kumtach dafke durda abayda fenidin. Abracha, what we call hamshacha the cut, as a result of abracha, comes because it was initiated, it was stimulated by the abayda veyid. Um bemeile is verstandig as eich de bracha mukbeles v'vahoyem mispar. So therefore, we understand that since in order to get a bracha, you have to be able to stimulate it from below. Um, so therefore, even when somebody gets a limited bracha, as it's described, that it'll be numbered or similar to what Moshe said, that it's only a thousand times as much. So therefore, it is connected and a result of the Avedah that the Yidin did. Therefore, the response is the bracha that they get, even a limited bracha. Nor does is an avayda of us is in irfeld shleimus, but because the avayda of the yidden which brought about this bracha was an imperfect avayda, bizas the oydim vernongerufen ein oisim ritzaynishol makim, saying that the the person the people doing the avayda the yidden, they're called as a result of this kind of imperfect avayda they're called they're not doing the will of Hashem they're not capturing the will of Hashem through their avayda. Bedugmas, what does that mean? Bedugmas, Kayin. Let's say, as an example, the story of Kayin. That he did bring a gift to Hashem. He brought a carbon. Not only did he bring a carbon, but even more. As given the Eshtetzebrenian. He was the first one. He was the one, the first one that brought a gift to Hashem. Before Hevel. And only after that did Hevel also bring a carbon. Uh, so Kayin did the Avedus Hashem. He served Hashem by bringing a gift. But he brought it only from the substandard of his uh, produce. And therefore it was an imperfect Avedus. In a similar way, even, we don't, even though we don't want to compare it to the carbon of Kayin, it's not that kind of imperfection that it was deliberately brought from something substandard is still is is still when we talk about a limited imperfect avayda since it's done in a measured way on the part of the yid when you do that kind of avayda you do not draw down rotzen of Hashem a higher level which is rotzen Rotzin is higher, transcends Gvul. Gvul is the ten spheres, generally speaking. Rotzin is in Keser. It's something beyond the limited. So therefore, you can, if you're going to work within limits, within ten spheres, you're not going to reach Rotzin. So you're not, you're not drawing down from an infinite place. We find these two these two things a number and the the level which is unnumbered unmeasured in nocha hechre we find it an even higher level where do we find it the Alter Rebbe is mevayer the Alter Rebbe explains in avodas Hashem bishle Musa even in describing service of Hashem in its perfect state so he says two things misbar when you talk about mispar, a number, a measured avayda, main the avayda from kima mitzvahs, that's referring to the avayda fulfilling of mitzvahs. Vel chazani gigeben gevarim be mispar tariyak. 
because the nature of mitzvahs is that they are done through measure, through number. First of all, there's only there's 613 mitzvahs, so they have a specific number of how many there are. And there's a mitzvah that you're not allowed to add to them, you're not allowed to detract from them. So they have to be exactly that number. And every individual mitzvah also has its limitations and its parameters and the way it has to be done, not bigger than this and not smaller than this, as in certain things. Which means an Aveda Mugbelis, which means an Aveda which is limited by certain parameters. So that's uh, talking about misper. Then when we talk about an Aveda which is unmeasured, is Aveda Tshuva, that's referring to Aveda of Tshuva, an Aveda which transcends Hishtal Shalos, the uh, evolution, the, 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 the development of the world, and it transcends any limitation. Aveda uh, Tshuva is beyond limits. So that's how he explains the, uh, even when you want to talk about perfect Aveda, it also has its limitation, mitzvahs, and tshuva is an unlimited Aveda. Dalit, vigeret fir, as we mentioned before, is the pasha tapirush v'vahaya mispar v'gaymer asher loyed lamed v'layasapir. When we talk about the simple meaning of the number and an unmeasured, as does zayin enish kanseba zundarinyanim, as he said before, it's not talking about two separate things, but rather the misper alein is an anoifim from loymad v'leisaper that the number which we talk about will be in a way that it can't be measured. When the fun is verstandig, in other words, the Rebbe said before, that's not talking about two separate things, two separate times. One time there is measure, one time is not measure. No, we're talking about the simple meaning of it is the number will be unmeasured. When the fun is verstandig, oich benegayt so misper misper and loyisaper in avodas Hashem. So from this we also understand in, rela- in relation to the what's called an Aveda of misper with a number and an Aveda which is called unmeasured. As Eich der Inyem for misper is verbunden mit Ilui von Leyesafer. That even when we talk about a numbered, a measured Aveda, it's also connected to a level of Leyesafer. Chach mitzvah zaynem misper abagbala. Even though, as we said, mitzvahs are by nature limited. Through, even through mitzvahs you're able to reach which only can be reached through an uninfinite even through the mitzvahs we are, which are by nature within per, certain parameters still we can reach a level beyond limitation a place which is unmeasured so then, what's the difference between the two types of Aveda? Let's say, like between mitzvahs and tshuva. He said before that mitzvahs are limited and tshuva is infinite. If we can reach ritzainai, which means an infinite place through both Avedas, so then what's the difference? The difference is, when we do it through mitzvahs, because they are by nature limited, therefore, even though we're able to draw down an infinite of oil, uh, but it's not revealed. You can't see that it's re- that it's infinite. Since this avoda, which you're doing on the surface when you do the avoda of mitzvahs, it's all limited. So therefore. 
it only allows you to see a limited revelation of godliness because it is by nature limited but the truth is that you're able to draw down an infinite level of godliness as well only you're not going to be able to see it it's not going to be manifest whereas when we talk about which is in a revealed way when you look at the person doing the you see that this person is doing an Aveda which transcends any limitation as is known about Shuva that it can transcend limitations therefore it also brings down the infinite air which it brings down is also brought down in a revealed way so the only difference in other words is whether you see the fact that you brought down an infinite air in, by the level of tshuva or you don't see it because it's uh, the level of regular mitzvahs the beer and them to explain this mitzvahs the mitzvahs are the will of Hashem and just like Hashem is infinite so also his will is infinite and the far and that's why when you do a mitzvah which is the will of Hashem you bring down the infinite will of Hashem that's what you're drawing down an infinite revelation from Hashem so then why, are the, why do the mitzvahs come down within parameters they are limited in the number and in the, the, the details of how the mitzvah has to be done is this nishkai medide mebachutz that it, it's not that something else is putting a limitation on the mitzvah. In them, In other words, to say, the mitzvah, which is coming down, is infinite. But there's something else which is putting a limit on it, that it doesn't allow it to spread, to become infinite. That would be an external imprint of limitation on the mitzvahs so it's not like that rather what is it the infinite Hashem put a limitation on himself that his will which is infinite should be brought down into the world so should be come down only when you do, and specifically when you do, this limited type of Avaida, meaning the Avaida which is uh, limited by the parameters of mitzvah. So it's not that something else is limiting the revelation of Godliness. It's that Hashem Himself put, limited Himself that the way that He wants to be revealed, His infinite will should be revealed, is through the practice of limited or mitzvahs which have parameters which li- means limitations and even more that it should be done in a way that is measured and specific in a, w- a certain way so that the, the act of a human being which is of course limited a human being's act is by definition limited should be able to contain this air which is brought down through Kiyuma Mitzvahs which means the act becomes the keli to the air which of Hashem and so it has to be done in a limited way he put himself in that limitation he created 
mitzvahs as a limited, uh, with a limited dimension to them. So since the limitation of which we speak in mitzvahs is not something that something else puts a limit on it, but rather what ain't of the infinite dimension of Hashem has put a limitation on himself or the way Chesidus terms it it's, a, it's an, a limitation which comes from the essence from within him the limitation is an expression of his essence therefore it's not really a Hagbala it's a Hagbala which he himself put him in, into himself it's not something which is imposed by some other out, outer uh, you know, external limitation so in other words, that the limitations of which we speak about Kiyama Mitzvahs are not real limitations. That's what he's saying. Le'idach, however, on the other hand, Muzman Abn the Agbali, there is a necessity for this limitation. For him, the Velt is the Chametzias Mugbelas, because the world in which we must practice the Mitzvahs is a limited world. Which is unable to contain a, an infinite godly illumination. Because if the infinite godliness would be illuminated, would be revealed in the world, the world would st- stop to exist. And since the whole Teiramitsis is connected, has to be practiced in the world, in the reality of the limited world. That's why Hashem was needed, wanted to bring mitzvahs, the revelation of mitzvahs into the world in this Hagbala, in this limited way. So by, in essence, it's not limited, but it needs to be done in the limited way. And that's what it, the Pasuk means. It'll be, the number of the Yidin will, will be one that is not numbered. As the misper for mitzvahs is nishkan emesem edida. That the misper, the number by which we define mitzvahs, there is a certain limitation to it. You should know that that is not a real limitation. Because they bring down, they draw down the infinite of what we call that it cannot be measured, cannot be counted. So the, def, the limitation, the parameters of mitzvahs are not real parameters. They're not real limitations. They draw down an infinite. And that's the, the Pasuk teaches, that's what the Pasuk means. Hey, Mendafa Bafashtaim, but we still need to understand the Bald as the Tachos for Mitzis is Sumam Shosainam Eirelikivas Hot Nishkengvul. Since the purpose of Mitzis is to draw down an infinite aspect of godliness, Haint Loma Osa Hashem Kosesa, then why did Hashem design it in such a way as the Avedos design for Budden Dafkim with Avelvos Kenishvanam and the Meir? Why did He create the way in which we have to practice Torah and Mitzvahs in a world which is unable to contain infinite? Why did He do it that way? If the purpose is to bring the infinite aspect down, so why did He do it in a place which is unable to contain infinite? And therefore, he has to design mitzvahs in a way that it has limited parameters. In order for the mitzvahs to be able to draw down this infinite aspect of godliness into the limited world. Why go, go that route? Why not just do it in an infinite way? 
is the beer in them. So the explanation is those was mitzvahs zayning gegeben gevaren lamato bag bala. The fact that the mitzvahs were given down here and in a limited way is nish mitzad them was a muzam nimshach ven lamato on the mato had them chesonu from ag bala. It's not because since it has to be brought down into the down here into the world, and the world has this limitation that it's not. Uh, that it is limited on this, and if it was, and so therefore, if the mitzvahs were not done in a limited way, so over here we wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to receive it here. Them this infinite light of mitzvahs. If a mitzvah, the only way that it can be done is if it comes through the limited um, parameters of mitzvahs. So that's not the reason, nor what is the reason? Well, the tachlis ha'ilu is nisht in the bleak wolf and loyisofer farzich. The reason is because the reason that we have a limited way in which we have to bring down the mitzvahs is because there is no real benefit to infinite on its own. Infinite in itself has no value, has no real value to us. Nor the chibur from kulam bleak Rather, what is a value when we are able to bring together infinite and the finite? As misper gufas on the salaven in lamed v'leyisafer, the purpose of creation is to bring together the the, the uh, limited and infinite, to bring to merge together the limited and the infinite. Tafke in dem driktzechoyz the koyach ha'atzmos. It's only in the ability to bring together the limited and the infinite in which the essence of Hashem is truly expressed. Because Atzmos, the essence of Hashem, transcends both limited and infinite. Therefore, He is not locked in neither to be infinite nor to be limited. And therefore, if something is infinite, then it can't accommodate itself to limited. Something is limited, it can't contain infinite. But if from Atzmos, he has the ability, he's not neither limited by the parameters of infinite or of limited, and therefore he can merge together infinite and limited. And therefore, mitzvahs are their design. The design of mitzvahs is that we are able to bring together, the, bring down the infinite into the limited. That's the expression of Atzmos. That's the ultimate value and quality of, bring, of the infinite, only when it's expressed in limited. Infinite on its own isn't such a great quality. And that's why, how can you bring infinite, the infinite air of Ratzon Hashem, into the limited parameters of this world through the limited parameters of mitzvahs? That is when it is limited in a way that comes from the essence of Hashem, what he called before, not that some other thing is imposing its limitations on it, but rather that it is in itself limited. It's designed to be limited by the essence of Hashem Himself. If you look at the way things evolve and come forth from Hashem, so then, limited and infinite are two separate worlds. Only when you have a limitation which is, comes from within the essence of Hashem, as we described before, that mitzvahs are that kind of limitation. Only then can you get 
emerging of the infinite and the finite. Al derech makim and as is well known about that the place, the space that the Oren took up in the room of the Kedush HaGadashim was not measurable. Meaning to say, the Makam Aram was The space that the Aram takes up has to, according to Torah, take up one and a half Amas by two and a half Amas or whatever it was. So it did have to have a certain measurement. Amasayim Vechetziv as he says, the Pasuk says, on the Makam is but at the same time if you measured from one side of the wall to the other side of the wall it took up 10 amas if you measured from one side of the wall to the aron and from the other side to the, of the wall to the aron each one was 5 amas in other words the aron didn't seem to take up any space in that room even though it was 2.5 amas long that's bringing together infinite and finite and that comes only from the medida atzmis that the, the size of the Aaron must have also been come from that same essential uh, medida, essential lim, limit of two and a half Amas. And that's the reason that Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, even though it is limited by nature, is not lost and doesn't become meaningless even when Hashem gives His infinite bracha. Because the point of creation is not that we should do away with limitation, nor other but to the contrary, to bring together the limit and limited world with the infinite world. And therefore, we have Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, which is only a thousand times. His accomplishment is that the in limitation there should be a perfection. And the number a thousand times it, it, it denotes, it expresses the perfection within limitation. Because it's a round number, it's the highest, ten times ten times ten, whatever. It, it includes every possible scenario within creation within limitation so it expresses the perfection of limitation of the limited world world and then comes a higher level when Hashem comes along is in dem Hashem's blessing is imbued into that limited bracha into that thousand times as much that's where we get the bracha of Hashem so it becomes increased not only by what um, creation, the limitations of creation, are able to confer. But brings an infinite dimension to that work, to that accomplishment, that it goes beyond the thousand. But that's, it's the work that Moshe Rabbeinu gave, the bracha that Moshe Rabbeinu gave, which is multiplied by an infinite number but it still is with the Aveda of Moshe with the Bracha of Moshe with the Aveda of the Yidin that becomes imbued with an infinite dimension to it that which the Friediger Rebbe said that his father, the Rebbe Rashab, flicked with Amim Rabbis, Moisev Zayin in Loshna Medrash, 
would often add to the words of the the words of the medrash when he would quote the medrash. Hashem wanted the well known medrash that Hashem wanted had a taiva had a desire that he should have a place in the lower worlds. He would add to that. That's how the medrash says it. He would add the word the vart that he may he be blessed wanted a place in Tachtainim. So the Rebbe Shabbat add the word Yisbarach. Why did he add the word Yisbarach? We need to understand this. And it's true that whenever you mention Hashem's name, you have to give a, you have to praise Him, and so when you say Loi Loi. So he wanted to add the word Yisbarich. But we don't find, on the other hand, we don't find that when somebody quotes a, uh, an idiom of Chazal, where it quotes Hashem's name, we don't find in any other quote somebody's quoting a Pasuk or a Maimah Chazal that which mentions Hashem's name, do we always add the word Yisbaruch? Of course not, we don't. We don't find that the Rabbeim did that. So why here suddenly did he do that? Muzman Zogn, so therefore we have to say, as this is, Do HaKeshez V'Shaychet Zvishin Dominion Fulon Yisbaruch Mitninyon Fulon Yisbaruch 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 That there is somehow a connection between the word Yisbaruch and what is meant by Yisbaruch 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 so perhaps we could say that the explanation is as follows. The Rinyan from Dira V'tachtainim is Kailil Beidek Tzavis. The statement, the idea of Dira V'tachtainim brings together two opposite ideas. Dira is Aloshen V'sva'ist as Dovet Nimsha Chatzmusi Yomusi Yisbarach Abilti Balgvul. When you say the word Dira, a residence, he wanted a place that he could live, which means that you're bringing his full presence into the world his infinite presence into the world why similar to what we say about our residence of a person that's the one place where a person can be fully himself at home you can be fully yourself when you step outside you have to appear to people the way they expect you to appear and so on so you're not comfortable being yourself outside in your own home that's where you can fully express yourself but on the, then on the other hand it's talking about the ultimate place of limitation it's the lowest place where there is nothing lower than that the absolute limit, the place of limitation and so at the time at the same time we're having dira in Tachtainim so we have the absolute revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem in its fullest measure in the lowest place where is the absolute limited most limited place how can limited creations become a place where Hashem can fully be revealed to the infinite essence of Hashem which is absolutely without limitation and then at the same time remain the created beings is the beer and then the explanation is they suffer from the 
the explanation is the word which the Rashab added to this phrase is Borich, that it's blessed. That to understand how dira can become a tach, can become a dira, you need the word yisbarech, the idea of bracha. Babir, zayim, babir, the explanation. The chilisishim bracha and tefillah is what is the difference between bracha and tefillah? Bracha means a blessing, tefillah means a prayer. Bracha is mamshir, dasvas is da in shayrish makr. A bracha is able to. Uh, force is able to draw down from top down something which already exists as a, a as a thing which could go down, which could be brought down. The bracha brings it downward, pushes it downward, but it must already exist. You can't create a new flow, something that doesn't exist through a bracha. Mashenkin tefillah, whereas tefillah prayer tutu farotzen chadosh. Tefillah can create a new uh, flow of blessing. I shouldn't call it blessing, but of because that uh, seems like bracha. But it creates a new flow. Yehi rotzayin, as we say, uh, many prayers begin. May it be the will of Hashem. May we create a new rotzayin. It's a new thing which has hasn't yet existed. That is only true when we're talking about people. People, a person that has the ability, the power to give a bracha, can cause something that exists to be brought down here, like a Rebbe and so on, is able to bring down that which exists for you already. And as somehow, for some reason, has got caught up uh, on its way down. A tefillah means a person is able to, a human being is able to create a new flow as well but that's only true for humans when we talk about Hashem giving a blessing since Hashem himself is not bound up with any limitations which exist for you the person he's not limited by the limitations which exist in your reality therefore Hashem is able to through his bracha also bring about new flow it can bring about a new flow which comes from a higher place than which is already what exists for this created being for this person which means when we talk about Hashem's blessing you have both extremes on the one hand, it can reach all the way beyond what is there for this created be for this person, even though ordinarily bracha doesn't, but Hashem's bracha, of course, could. Hechef and ishtalshulus, in other words, bracha can reach further beyond ishtalshulus. On bring the up, and then it also brings it down. Bracha b'amshocha, as the word bracha means to draw down, to bring it down to the very lowest level. From the upper realm to the lower realm, as von hecha von ishtalshulus vet nimshech zum nivra in ishtalshulus, meaning that that which exists outside of ishtalshulus should be brought down all the way down to the reality of the people, to our own world, to our own reality. Not that it should get stuck in the world of atzilus or in the world of bria or wherever. It comes down all the way into our reality, so it reaches to the highest level. 
and it reaches down to the lowest level. When the beard in there, and that's what he meant, the Rebbe Hashab, when he added the word Yisbarich. How is it that Tachtainim should be able to become a dira to, uh, to the infinite aspect of Hashem, to the essence of Hashem? That it's explained by understanding the term Bracha as it exists by Hashem. What does his baruch accomplish? He is mamshich from It is able to bring from outside of ishtalshlus from that which transcends the world and bring it down to the lowest levels of the world into our world tachtonim into our reality. Ches as blayip nachalzin shoshtani, but it still remains to be uh, understood. Bal dechiber fun gvul and bligvul is nar bekeich shalgadosh baruch hu. Since this bringing together of finite and infinite is only in the ability of Hashem Himself, because He transcends both of them. Favos is dos fabunim ider avoda fnanivra. So then, why is it? that it needs to have the Aveda of a created being in order to bring it about. The mitzvahs have to be done in order for the bleak vul of Ritzayin HaShogaz Baruch to be brought down into the world. What do we need us for? Because if you look at the Aveda of a created being, which means a limited being, since the, the Aveda that we do is by nature limited, it should have the ability only to bring down a limited oir. So why is it that Tafka, the limited uh, work of Anivra, should be the one to be able to bring down the infinite oir that comes through mitzvahs? Is the beer in them? So the explanation is, Vigaret Kamapam, as mentioned many times, the Eivishnus Ratzin is, what does Hashem want? What is His will? As the Giluyim Sholomailas on Nish Kumen in an Oifen Fun Namadak Sufa, that the revelations, the things that we receive as a gift from above, these infinite uh, revelations should not come to us as bread of shame, which means unearned, we didn't do anything to earn it. That's bread of shame. If you get something as a gift which you didn't do anything for it, it's embarrassing. It's like I did nothing for it. And the far is an alam shachas, and therefore anything that comes from above, even those levels which are beyond our reach, they're beyond the uh, the reach of the created being. The, even they are fabunin and tolin avaydasodim. They're connected and dependent on the avayda of a person. A person should never feel, but I did nothing for it. You did. It was through your limited avayda that you were able to reach that. On the river, and therefore, Agam, as the dira lays even the dira, even though ultimately that dira, which means the essence of Hashem, should be able to be revealed in Tachtainim, comes as a gift. It's not something that we can accomplish on our own, it's only in the power of Atmos to make it happen. It still has to be from the Nois Namatana. As it says in the Gemara, that when anyone gives a gift, it's probably because the person to whom he gave it must have done something that was pleasing to the person that gives the gift. So our Aveda is the Aveda, is that which is pleasing to Hashem, and that's why He gives us this kind of a gift which only He can bring about, the bringing together of infinite and finite.
it's only then that he would give him a gift which means at first the first step is an anivra, the created being has to reach his perfection the, the highest that he can reach through his limited avayda and only after that only then are they given that which go, comes from beyond their reach that also explains the idea of the blessing of the Kainim they bless Yidin as, as agents as messengers of Hashem the bracha of Birchus Kainim is since it comes directly from Hashem it is a blessing which comes from beyond creation since Hashem wants to give a blessing to the Yidin is Favosdaf has designed through the Kainim. Why does he have to do it through the Kainim? That they should give the bracha to the Yidin through the power of Hashem, which can bring an infinite bracha. What do we need them for? Why doesn't Hashem simply give them a blessing? What does he need the Kainim, who are limited, to be the agents of Hashem, to bring an infinite bracha, because Hashem gives them the power? So, what do you need them all together? Not a union is canal, but the reason is, as we said before, the kavana yena is. Since what is Hashem's real intent here? As de that even those blessings which come from beyond the reach of creation, have to come through the the work of a person. only through the tachtonim, in order that it should be earned and it shouldn't be bread of shame. So from this we understand even though we have the blessing of Hashem is, is, which is infinite but through Moshe's blessing that he, Moshe was the one that brings it to the ultimate perfection of where the Nivroim could reach a thousand as we said before this brings a perfection if we could say so to the bracha that Hashem gives Meishar Rabbeinu's bracha brings a perfection to Hashem's bracha which is that Hashem's bracha that we would have received without having earned it on our own would have been imperfect because it doesn't give you the satisfaction of having earned it so therefore Meishar Rabbeinu has to start with his bracha bring you to a level where you get where you reach your own perfection within creation only then when Hashem gives His blessing into that work does it become perfect blessing of Hashem because it's not something that you're embarrassed by it's something that you can accept with uh, pride now we can answer the question that we asked before why it says that the addition that Hashem gives in His blessing is more than the principle or the main sensual bracha. What does it mean? Since the additional bracha that Hashem gives was brought about through the Avaida the Nevroim of the created beings, that's why they're called the Iker. Because it's through their Avaida 
and it's a central and important uh, part of it that through their Aveda they bring this infinite addition that Hashem gives but therefore their Aveda is still called the Iker Yud Kolanal is Eichdi Inyanim Ufloyim Vos Empirish Rashi Vos Brengt Teichna Zefivra Medesha Amor all of this we see the um, extraordinary things that we find in Rashi because it, it, this explanation is of course an uh, explanation of Pichsidis it's something, a very deep explanation but we see it from the way the Rashi presents it because he brings what the Sifri and the Medrash say and he brings it as Pshutosh Mikra rather what is the Pshutosh Mikra this is a very deep explanation what, what do we see on the surface on the simple understanding of Rashi Rashi zokt. Rashi says as Bechoshul Gajbaruch Hudom meint men the Avtocha Hashem Yuchalis Ish Limnois. He says that, as opposed to the way the Medrash and the uh, and the Sifri say it, they say that the the blessing that Moshe Rabbeinu, what is he referring to when he says Hashem's bracha? So the the Sifri and the Medrash say that it's referring to the Yidden will be as numerous as the sand on the beach and the stars in the heaven and so on. But Rashi goes to the end of that passage, which is, can anyone count? In other words, that Rashi goes immediately to the idea of, can anyone count? That's how he expresses Shudosh Mikra. Why does he say it that way? He connects it, he connects it with the passage, he connects it with that which we will blessed, be blessed with in the future in La'asad Lavi when, uh, when Mashiach will come, as Rashi says. Mi mana afar yankiv, which is something that Bilam said. And over there, Rashi says that it's Kitar Gumay, it's to be understood as the Targum interprets it. For Alma, that the time for this will be when the Yidden will inherit the earth. La'asad Lavi, that this is something that refers to in the future. That will be the ultimate, infinite um, time when the Yidin will be blessed and as numerous in infinite rather than in numbered by any great number. And he wants to point us in that direction. That's why he goes to the Pesach, to bring to our mind, which means in the time of Mashiach, which will express the ultimate, infinite uh, number of the Yidin.